0: Well, Merry Christmas. Uh, give yourselves a hand. Four o'clock, hands down, the uh, most popular service. We've run out of every chair. We've got people standing up. So give yourself a round of applause. Well done. Which is great. That's fantastic. I love Christmas. It is my favorite time of the year. Just out of curiosity, by a show of hands, how many of you really, it, Christmas is your favorite time? I know it's not everybody's, but yeah, fair number of us. Okay, very good. I, what I love about Christmas, I mean, there's a lot to love about Christmas. I mean, even though it is over-commercialized, we could probably say, yeah, that, that might be the case. But when you just think about, it's, it's got the lights, and it's got the presents, and it's got the trees, and it's got the traditions, and it has the parties, and, it, and sometimes it even has snow, right? Which is just, it's just amazing. And when you have all that kind of working together, what it does is, is it becomes, it's, it's almost magical in a sense, it's kind of like a distraction for us. And I think most of us, if not all of us, would say, yeah, it's a good, it's a nice momentary distraction from the grind that is life. And when I say the grind, what I mean by that, very honestly and openly, is how we wrestle and fight our brokenness and our sinfulness. And we, we all have it within us that we, um, we, we lash out, we, um, we, we lust, we lie. Uh, there's insecurity, there's fear, there's anxiety. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Is that me? <laughs> I mean, wh- where do you go from there? But um, like techno- technology problems or struggles, okay? I'll just kind of incorporate it there. Uh, we all wrestle with those things and we all um, fight them and sometimes they win. Maybe they're winning right now in your life. And here's kind of the challenging, I think, aspect of it. As much as we enjoy the distraction and we get our holidays, right? Holidays from work and holiday from school. We love that. But you know who doesn't take a holiday? Is our spiritual adversary, the devil. He does not take a holiday. Uh, He never really gets tired of deceiving, and lying, and accusing, and stealing, and haunting. It's how he operates. And if you're human, and the human condition is you have come in, and you have either recently been challenged with him in that way, or you're going to be. And and what he seeks to do in his haunting us, in his hounding us, in his deceiving us, in his um, accusing us, in his enticing us and tempting us, what he wants us to do with every decision is he wants us to choose his way, which the Bible calls sin, brokenness. He wants us to choose his way and not God's way. And Christmas is a reminder for us that we don't have to choose his way, but we needed some help. And we need some help in that sense. And, and that's what we're going to look at this morning. What's what, or this morning. I, the over under for how many times I was going to say this morning. Because I'm used to Sunday morning. Was five. And I think I've, I think I've just gone over that. But Christmas is the, is, is the good news that we don't have to be um, defeated. We don't have to be run over. And I'm curious. Do you ever wish that you, you just think to yourself. I wish that I wasn't stuck I wish that I, I wasn't um, kind of run over. I wish that I had better days with my brokenness and my sinfulness than I, than I seem to have. I, I just, I wish that to be the case. Well, my friends, the answer to that, the way that we can rise above the best chance you have for that is Christmas. We just heard the Christmas story. And that is the best chance that we have to not be defeated, To not let those things get the best of us. And it's the reason Jesus was born. Let me read to you from the Apostle John. In 1 John chapter 3, he says, I'm looking at verses 5 and verses 8. And I want to bring these two together. In, In chapter 3 verse 5, he says, you know that he, he being Jesus, was revealed. And how was Jesus revealed? By his birth. He was revealed so that he might take away sins and there is no sin in him. And then just a few verses later, John says, the Son of God was revealed for this purpose. To destroy the devil's works. Now you bring those two together. I mean collectively together. what, What John is telling us. Is that the works of the devil. That I've kind of already mentioned. The tempting. The enticing. The haunting. The chasing. The accusing. The lying. Jesus came to destroy the impact and effect. That that has on us. Now hear me. Please hear me say. In no way is John saying. That when we act out of our brokenness, and we act out of our sinfulness that that it was the devil that made us do it. We made the choice to do it. We are free moral agents to choose what we want to do, and we are accountable to God for our choices, and it's a tough road when you have an adversary such as the evil one who likes to use all his strategy and all his plans and purposes to rob God of his glory and you of your joy. One of the ways he, do, one of the ways he deceives us most, and that's really kind of, he operates, he is a deceiver, He's a liar. One of the ways that he deceives us most is he gets us to believe that we can fix our own selves. Or at the very least, we can improve ourselves. And so that our brokenness, you know, kind of get, we hide it a little bit better or, or we actually improve. It's possible to improve in that way. But here's the bad news. Is that God does not look and, and, and judge us based on improvement. God's standard is perfection. And we are accountable to God not for our improvement. Not for what we did in our own strength. We're not accountable for that. We are accountable for perfection. And I'm going to guess that everyone in here realizes that ship has sailed. There's nobody in this room that can stand before God and say, I I did everything perfectly. And of course, when you hear that, it's kind of like, well, wait a minute. That seems like quite a problem. Cue Christmas. (laughs) May we be reminded it is a problem, but we have a problem solver. And, And God's problem solving involved Jesus coming to earth to disarm the power that our brokenness has in us to take the penalty away for our sin and brokenness. And then get this. To give us perfection. Not our perfection, but his perfection. And that's the gift of Christ. That, that's the gift of Christmas. Is that that when we put our faith and trust in him, we receive from him the power to push back the, the, the weakness and the brokenness and the sinfulness in our lives. We also have the penalty for, for What we have done and will do, it is paid for by Christ. And then we get his perfection. We get get treated as if we were perfect on our account. And that is why the shepherd said, when the angel Gabriel came to them, and he said, good news of great joy today, a Savior has been born for you. And that's, we need a savior because of that. And you see, the magic of Christmas, what it does is it's kind of like an echo. It's a faint echo of something amazing, but not magical. It's more than that, it's supernatural. And it's the fact that God came to earth in the person of Jesus to save us from those things that just seem to have greater power than we have in our own willpower. To take the penalty and to treat us and give us and have accounted for us by God perfection. Now, how does Jesus destroy the works of the devil? That's what John says is the reason for which he came. Well, he destroys them first, By he lives a perfect life. He was born in a very supernatural way. People wonder, well, why was Joseph out of the picture on this with Mary? Why, why did the Holy Spirit in, in this supernatural conception, why that? W- was God trying to show off of what he could do? No, no, it was very important that the natural procreation process in which sin gets passed down and our brokenness gets passed down, that that be circumvented, and it was. And so Mary gives birth to Jesus, sinless Jesus. Then he lived a sinless, perfect life so that he could be for you and for me as he offered his life to God, he could be a satisfactory offering to God who would judge through Jesus our brokenness and our mess. And Jesus took that upon himself. He, he died a substitutionary death. So that God's holiness would be satisfied and our salvation and our forgiveness could be secure. And then God raised him three days later, and that's what we celebrate on Easter that Jesus came back from the dead. That makes him unique. You know anybody that can top that? Follow that guy. But that was God's way of saying, I'm satisfied. This is the guy. Put your faith and trust in him. And so Christmas becomes this gift in which God gives to us what we need. It's the good news of great joy. No longer do you have to fight the anger and the bitterness and the resentment and the shame and the lust and all that goes with that. You're no longer helpless when you put your faith and trust in Christ because of the gift of Christmas that God has finally, God gives us the one person and the only person who could withstand the harassing, and the haunting, and the tempting. And it was Jesus. He withstood that. And he's the only guy that we can put our faith and trust in who can disarm and destroy the works of the devil. And he did it when he paid the penalty on the cross. When we got credited for his perfect life. And then we're given the spirit of God, my friends. We are given the spirit of God. God's spirit comes inside and empowers us. To not lash out and act out of our brokenness in that it hurts us and hurts the people around us. And so I'm I'm curious, I would guess that um, we've got a lot of things in here that have been asked for at Christmas time. And maybe you've already started to open up some presents a little bit and and maybe you're going to do some more tonight. And you're going to get up tomorrow and do some more tomorrow. And you're hoping for some things. There's no doubt about it. We all you know christmas is the idea of passing on these things that we really hope that we get for christmas that we really wish for and we really want for christmas but i would guess that what we really really want for christmas is we want the freedom from our brokenness and the freedom from our sinfulness we really want freedom from that we want freedom from the tempting and the enticing and the haunting and the hounding And the accusing, we want freedom from that. We want freedom from the posing and the pretending and the running and the numbing and trying to push and and, and hide those things about us that we don't want anybody to know. We want freedom from that. And the great, incredible news, the joy of Christmas is that we're given that in the person of Jesus And the amazing thing about that is it all began in a manger. Maybe just like the one right over there. Maybe it looked kind of like that. Well, let's continue to worship and and just to reflect on that. And and may I just give you a little hint, and you might want to kind of keep your eye on the manger as we continue to worship Christ at Christmas.
1: The mercy of God was on full display, where love outweighed the crimson stain, the sin which made communion with God impossible. This death, this stench, sent from the depths would no longer be left to permeate the hearts of man, the Creator was longing for his creation. For on this day, love made a way for grace to take away, erase, replace our brokenness. For God so loved the world, he sent his only son, the promised one had come to change our eternity. Moment in Bethlehem in a lowly stable under a starry sky, Jesus was born. Our Savior, our Messiah. Grace in a manger.